This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Eyes On podcast. I'm standing here at the Sharjah Art Foundation's biannual 15, and right here with me is Tenjiwe, who had an interesting exhibit called Heroes that started with an interesting story as well. It began with Tenjiwe looking at some money. She noticed that you saw Nelson Mandela. Can you tell us more about the story and what that meant for you? What kind of epiphany happened at that moment? Yes, um, you know, I was sitting in my studio and you know, ruminating, thinking. <laughs> um, and I looked down at my at the notes in my wallet and I saw our president at the time, Nelson Mandela's face on, on um, or former president, sorry, uh, on the bills. And I started thinking about why, you know, why was his face the only face that we see? Why is he the only figure that we use to talk about um, how we arrived at democracy from from apartheid? And, you know, the struggle was was carried out by many people. There were many different, you know, um, levels of, of, of participation. There were, you know, people who were at the, you know, on the front lines. There were people who were, you know, in exile. There were people who, you know, were protesting and in some cases giving their lives every day. And I thought, who gets to re- be remembered? Who gets to be memorialized? Um, you know, who, who goes down in history as, as, as the hero? And I decided that I wanted to think about that question through my work. And so I, I really thought, you know, if I could take history into my own hands, who would I want to remember and why? And, and then, you know, I started, I started thinking about, okay, these are my heroes, but what is, what is, what is a hero? You know, we're all very complex beings as human beings, you know, we're, we're not always um, capable of maintaining, um, you know, perfect behavior, perfect, you know, right speech and actions. Um, and so, you know, being a hero is a complicated thing. And so I, I also started to think about, you know, different levels of or different ways that one contributes to the world. And I, and I th- started thinking about the heroes in my own life, you know, my friends who who support me, who care for me, who encourage me, who make me, you know, want to want to be, you know, the best person that I can be. Yeah. I mean, I also started thinking about how heroes are made by those in power, you know, those who have the ability to to tell stories on um, on a level that you know um, that has a lot of reach, you know. So so how the media creates um, narratives around people, and how you know those who have political power create that um, create narratives. And what I started to think about was how how can I just as a as a person as an you know um, how can I make a gesture towards subverting what can be a very narrow definition, a very also patriarchal definition of, you know, of a hero, of who's, you know, of a, of a person's contributions being important or not. You know, can, can, I, can I have something to do with um, creating an alternative narrative? And so thinking about the history of painting is sort of interesting um, in terms of, you know, thinking about portraiture as this as this modality, as this way of presenting important people, and you know what what happens if I paint my great grandmother that you don't know or that nobody you know knows uh, except for my direct family? She was she's a hero to me, even though I never met her. 
um, she was a healer in our family. You know, she knew how to use herbs to, to medicate and to help heal the family. Um, and she was the family glue. So, you know, I, I think that there's something quite liberating for me in, in doing this exercise. And then, you know, of course, I'll paint a portrait and someone will, you know, I'll give it to someone or it will be acquired by a collector or um, an institution. And then it goes out of my studio and I don't see it again. And this, the Sharjah Biennial has been this amazing opportunity for me to gather the family again. Um, and it really, you know, I was sort of taken aback when I walked into the installation because um, the team had been working on it and I hadn't, I hadn't actually seen it yet, um, how it was hung. And for me, it felt like an immersive experience into my own history. It was an immersive experience into my own memories and my own history because I suddenly saw all this work that I've done over, over many years. You know, I started the, the project in 2012 and so I paint a couple every year. And, um, you know, at once I was thinking about where I was and what I was thinking about when I painted each of these paint portraits. Um, but I also was sort of flooded with the stories of each of the people because I, I do a bit of research, quite a bit of research on each of my um, subjects. Uh, I learn about them and think about them for a while before I paint them, of course, to think, well, how do they fit into this narrative that I'm that I'm creating, you know, um, with the series? And I really um, I felt just overwhelmed um, by the history that's in that room. And, and, and you know, some of the people who are in the works are no longer with us, and some of the, them are very much with us. And... I had this intention in the way that I painted them and painting a flat background um, and trying to sort of um, flatten out uh, or pare down the clothing, you know, so that you get this sense of timelessness. And so I do that in, in each of them. But suddenly the effect of having them all together painted like that in, in the room, knowing that some people are from, you know, some people that I've painted are from the 1600s and I use drawings to recreate their portraits and some of them are from, you know, contemporary, um, yeah, from, from now. Uh, seeing them all together was just this moving experience of, of seeing time and space flattened. You know, because suddenly they were, they were all, it really feels like a gathering to me. A gathering of ideas and personalities and contributions and different histories. Um, so... It's interesting that you said, what you said about flattening the image and basically trying to show the contrast with the background and whatnot. Because when I first looked at the pictures, the first thing that came to my head was passport photo. And what is interesting about a passport photo or something as official as a passport photo is that when you look at somebody's picture, it's very, the details and everything, you can look and focus on their faces, their eyes, their expressions. And just like, for example, Nelson Mandela, you can look at him and be like, yeah, that's Nelson Mandela. Same thing with your pictures and the images because they're so simplified and flattened. You can look at them and say, let's say if you introduce to us your great-grandmother, we can say, yes, that Tanjiwe's great-grandmother. I know her, I know who she is. And I feel it's interesting the effect that that happened. And I also recall during the tour that you called it a personal pantheon. This begs the question, is this, like you said, a gesture or at least a way, a statement to make for everybody so that they can reconsider and think about the concept of a hero? 
or is it also a personal exhibition as well? Yes, no, you're completely right. It is, it's both for me. I think, you know, I've used painting as this, um, I'm using sort of the history of painting, the history of art to give the, the series some weight, you know, because I'm saying, you know, I always, when I first started, I wasn't, I was a younger artist and I didn't, not many people knew about my work. Um, my career was um, just starting really. And I imagined at that time, I said, you know, maybe I'll just keep painting these my whole life and they'll be in a museum somewhere. And then everyone will have to look at these people. <laughs> You'll have to look at my great grandmother and say, who was she? You know, how did she live? Why is she a hero? You know, and maybe that question is never answered, but you'll have to see her as important. Um, and so, for me, there's something both political and personal there. It's about, you know, um, using actually institutional power for, for a very personal project, but it's also saying that we, you know, maybe we can do this. We have to create our own canons. We have to tell people, tell the world what, or I have to, <laughs> we can, um, not to be prescriptive to, to everyone, but we, we, you know, it's about voice for me and it's about claiming, claiming voice and claiming space. And so, yeah, so, and at the same time, like you're saying, it's such a person, personal project in the sense that um, it, I have started to realize that it is a self-portrait in many ways, because all these people are in my head. <laughs> you know, they all came, they, you know, I, I was, I thought of, you know, of, of each of them, and I, I brought the images into, you know, this particular form and put them together to show people and um, yeah, and I think that, I mean, you know, they, they, I, le I lent my own style and my own way of seeing the world to how the images are painted, you know? They're not photographs, they're not, you know, they're, they're stylized paintings. And so, in a sense, um, yeah, why I see them as a self-portrait is because they, they are all the influences that made, are, are making me the person that, I am and want to be. And as a participant of Sharjah Biennial 15, what do you think is the significance of having this sort of, let's say, a gathering of artists through all around the world who have come here under one theme and with their own interpretations of the theme as well? Just, I'm immediately struck by um, how many artists are from you know, the global south in a, in a sense, you know, black and brown and indigenous artists. Um, I, I feel this is the first event that I've been to where I feel like, we, you know, we are, we are gathered in this way and, and thinking about themes that unite us, you know, um, not just themes of colonialism and, um, or oppression, um, which, you know, which we do talk about, uh, but, but also talking about relationships to our land, to our identity, to, um, to history, to making sense of the world right now, thinking about the future. I mean, it's so, it's, there's so many perspectives that I am so interested in. And I feel that um, the more the art, sort of contemporary art world is decentralized, you know, I, I, I don't wanna go to, 
<laughs> another Venice Biennial, you know. Um, I, I, I'm so happy to to be here and to learn about this region and learn about this this local place. As as Hur was saying, like I I, I feel I, I feel the care and the sort of community investment already you know just you know two days into looking at how this exhibition has been put together um, the fact that it spans such a vast geographic area I think is so key to that you know um, to engaging new audiences and old audiences and and making us also move out of the center to see where we are you know those of us who have come from outside so the last thing I'll just say is that I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so honored to, to be here and to visit Sharjah and to, and to be a part of something that feels, um, it just feels new and exciting. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Tanjue, for this amazing chat. Your exhibition, Heroes, is at the Sharjah Art Museum. So I'd like to urge everybody to come and check it out at Sharjah Biennial 15. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 4 p.m.